Já viu o rico namorar pobre? Hello, Podverse. Hi. It's your two favorite podcast hosts of Say La Tea Pod. And you're in for a treat because we've spared you this week from having to interact with the notorious Shane Howell. So you're welcome for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you it's were, just the ladies. Yeah. Lady night. As it should be. It's a woman's world. We've established this, but unfortunately, to appeal to the masses, we have to have a man on this show. But other than that, I mean, it would just be us if we could. Big facts. Um, Although we have tons of things to kind of laugh and joke around about this episode, um, it is kind of with an underlying sadness Yet again, we have watched, as a nation, a black man murdered on camera. It's on the internet as if it's, I don't know, like, the latest sensation. And it's exhausting and triggering and traumatizing to a lot of people, especially black people. Um, If you don't know, Jacob Blake was shot seven times in the back while walking away from police officers after de-escalating a fight between two women and his children were in the car. His young children were in the car and had to watch their father be gunned down at the hands of law enforcement. And I, it's like, I, it's what, what can you even say? What can even be said at this point besides stop killing us, stop shooting us. Luckily he's alive but that's not what they intended. And that's, it's disgusting. And he was definitely tased before he was shot seven times. There's so much going on in this situation. It's just, I'm, I'm at my wits end for my personal sanity. I have taken a step back from even looking at it because it's kind of desensitizing everybody to black death and black trauma. Not to say that you should not know that it's happening. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying here is do not watch that video and critique the officer's actions. That's not what that video is there for. It's there to show that it happened and that's it. I personally can't watch these videos anymore. It's just, I just don't think it's good for my personal, like, well-being. It's just the way that Black people are being killed by police officers as if it's, like, hunting season and they're, like, fucking ducks or deer or something is disturbing to me. Like, I... It almost seems like a game at this point, and I'm just, it keeps me up at night. I literally have nightmares about the shit. It's horrible. Well, yeah, and unfortunately, that's the nature of the police. Nobody really cared that black people were dying before. I've said this before as well, but they are confused. They're like, we've been doing this. This is how we were trained. Why are you guys upset about my training? 
so, so, so true. I think you hit the nail right on the head. And you're Mm -hmm. right. People didn't care before. And I don't think people really care now because, I mean, we had such a, we saw such a huge outcry from people at the start of June. And it's now August, two months later, not even a substantial amount of time. And so many people posted a black square and kept it moving. And I'm like, it's just, I, I don't, I don't even know what to make of it. It's like you, I don't know what's worse, not caring or pretending to care just so that you keep followers. Like I'm disturbed. Um, someone also, a lot of things have been circulating around social media where it's like, we need to see these things because it keeps us informed. But back in the 1900s, there were literal postcards of black people being lynched that were sent to families. So do not watch the video. Emmett Till was on the cover of Jet Magazine. His battered face in a casket was on the cover of Jet Magazine in the 50s. And it was shown to everyone. So the fact that people are trying to act like they don't know that these things are happening is also just a crock of shit. Like, I'm sorry. We're not. And it's like, even if you didn't know that's also still on you open your eyes and experience the real world stop living in your own anal cavity and just welcome welcome to the daylight with the rest of us not your own anal cavity amanda i'm sorry that's literally how it feels i'm like (laughs) crawl out of your own ass and walk amongst the rest of us like how the hell do you not know these things and people thinking that that's a viable option like that's a cop-out is also crazy like that sounds crazy to say to someone i just didn't know this was happening well what a lovely life you live in where you can just not know these things that are plainly in front of your fucking face Actually, they're not in front of their face. This is the first time that this stuff has been uncovered for a lot of people. I'm not giving them a pass. Absolutely not. I just think back to the 1950s and the help, that movie, that was a problem. And that's still pretty true. The way that the world is viewed, like everything is white picket fences and apple pie. And that's why abducted in plain sight happened. Like, you know, out of sight, out of mind type thing like there's no bad in the world right but it's like that's a mindset that you're choosing it's like things are happening directly in front of your face you're choosing not to see it so that is a privilege in itself that you can do that so like acting bewildered and shocked like these things are coming out of nowhere that's actually a slap in the face to people who experience it every single day it's not coming out of nowhere it's been happening you just don't have to care so you don't Absolutely. Well, well you've when, probably been there when your black friend has been racially profiled and you didn't say shit. And for you to act like you didn't notice it, that's a lie. You did notice it. You're just choosing not to care. Before they didn't have to. Right. Well, this is a new age and you have to care now because people's lives literally depend on it. Girl, we both muted ourselves at the same time. <laughs> I know. This is what happens when you have two women on the pot at once because we're, so, we're both so respectful. I'm like, I want to make sure my sister gets her time to talk, you know? Like, sis, did you say everything you had to say? Sis, I support whatever ideas are coming out of your mouth. So let me go ahead okay. and mute myself and give you the space. Okay. Well, sis, I also put myself on mute. Look, you put yourself on mute again. Look at you. <laughs> I'm not used to 
Shane not being on the podcast because I usually have to fight to say what I have to say. And it's weird. Like I usually have like a quick snippet and then I'm done. But now I have like the floor. I don't know what to do. You certainly do. You have the floor, honey. But yes, for everyone listening, um, this is just a harrowing reminder for you all that Black Lives Matter is not over and it's never going to be over because of the way that black people are valued and viewed in this country and in the world. And if you are a non-black ally, you need to be fighting with us and for us every day because we need you. And without you, we'll never get to live a normal and fulfilled life. Unfortunately. Bingo. I think we've said all we needed to say here. I agree. I am praying for Jacob Blake. I'm so glad that he is still alive, that he survived seven gunshots to the back. I, I mean, if, if you believe in miracles and this is your proof right here, cause that is crazy. Yeah. He is currently paralyzed from the waist down. Doctors don't know if it will be permanent. He's only 29. I won't say how close it is to my age, but it is a fact. That's my brother's age. It's crazy. (sighs) Yes, it's totally crazy. Um, And in the spirit of kind of current events, um, we still have an evil dictator Cheeto in office, unfortunately. And the Republican National Convention is happening right now. And as if that's not the most important or interesting thing that could happen for the White House at this moment, um, Trump advisor Kellyanne Conway, notorious Kellyanne Conway, great spin doctor. She's so good at spinning his words and making them seem like there's something they're not. Like, it's actually a talent. Anywho, Kellyanne Conway announced this week that she will be leaving her post at the White House. Wait, what am I saying? The White, the White House. House. <laughs> I was going to say the Oval Office, but she doesn't work in there. She works at the White House. I see. I'm also drinking, so. I'm drinking coffee. Oh, good Proud for you. you. Very alert. And we have to have one adult on this podcast, so I'm glad that it's you. <laughs> yeah, but Kellyanne Conway leaving the White House is so spicy to me. For those of you who don't know the backstory on this... Kellyanne Conway has a firecracker of a daughter named Claudia Conway. I'm pretty sure she's in high school. Yeah, she's 15. She's legitimately a child, but she we have no choice but to stand. She's a feminist icon. Kellyanne Conway's daughter, Claudia, has taken to social media the way Gen Zers do and has been publicly shaming and bashing not only the president, but her mother for her role in aiding and abetting all of his corruption. And it is truly such, it has been such a treat to watch. I literally joined Twitter because people were telling me, wait, not Twitter. Sharon, do I need to stop drinking? Yes. It's literally crazy though, because it's like one glass of wine. I I haven't even done anything crazy. Did you eat today? Barely. So I bet you that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is, girl. Okay. Put the wine down. Put the wine <laughs> put the wine down. It's wild because I literally joined TikTok because I found out that her daughter was posting all of these like 
videos about like how terrible her mom is for what she's doing in the white house and it was so enjoyable for me to watch and then she would be on twitter like literally all day and all night tweeting about this lady from her bedroom she'd be tweeting about retaliation for her tweeting saying that her she's grounded because she's speaking her mind that she's being censored and like all of this wild shit this 15 year old girl literally taking on the president and her own mother from her bedroom and it worked because Kellyanne Conway is leaving the fucking White House. What was the reason that Kellyanne, Con- Kellyanne Conway was leaving? Tell us. She said it was to be closer with her family or something like that. Focus on school during these yeah. times. Yeah. Something Girl, crazy. Your daughter got you. She got you so badly. She made you resign from your entire job. I'm so well, proud was, of Claudia. I'm proud of her too. Like Gen Zers, and I don't even know if she's Gen Z or the generation below, whoever the fuck, y'all are doing the damn thing. I'm thinking about um, fucking Greta Thunberg. She's an icon. Claudia Conway, icon. I'm like, these children are not here to play and they know how to use the fucking internet, which is even more dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Her dad, so Kellyanne Conway's husband is also a raging conservative. And the, she said in a tweet, the one thing that her and her dad agree on is that they despise Donald Trump. So she's like, do not let that confuse you. I hate his conservative views, but he is right on one thing. He does not like Donald Trump. And the entire family is publicly shaming kelly ann conway and it is a delight to see if you go on twitter and search claudia conway she is currently trying to get adopted by aoc (laughs) they have like a, a a twitter poll about which democrat should adopt her which is hilarious so is that like real adoption or is it that gen z thing where they call celebrities mom and dad because i don't get that either it might be both, honestly. Gen Z be Got doing whatever it. they want. Yeah, they make <laughs> trends that are like so far, far out of my realm of understanding. I'm like, why do they keep calling Beyonce mom? I don't get it. Right. Uh, I'm not really sure, but uh, Twitter did vote for AOC to adopt her. She's like, please let me intern for you, please. <laughs> One of her tweets. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Claudia Conway has been saying that she wants to be emancipated from her parents for like months now. I'm like, this is so messy in public, but she did the good work and she got that lady out of the White House and she will no longer be colluding with the president to destroy us. So, Claudia, baby, we love it. We love you. Thank you for understanding. And you know what's also crazy? The fact that Kellyanne Conway's husband was a registered Republican for decades, it still is, and still is like, I do not fuck with Donald Trump. So I believe that Kellyanne Conway, I think on August 22nd, so she tweeted, she said, I'm officially pushing for emancipation. Buckle up, because this is probably going to be a pub- public one way or another, unfortunately, welcome to my life. Directly thereafter, Kelly Ann Conway decided to leave the White House. Then she said, this, she is putting it all out in the open. She said, uh, 
Y'all love to twist everything. Crying emojis. I'm not getting emancipated because of my mom's job. It is because of years of childhood trauma and abuse. Girl. What? Girl. <laughs> Claudia Conway takes no prisoners. She's literally like, I do not even care if you pushed me out of your Barbara Bush. I will be telling the truth regardless. Then she tweeted back on August 17th, going to go on my mother's phone and set WAP as her ringtone for me. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> she takes rebellious teen to the next level. And I love it. She is a new, she's a, I mean, think about it. Her energy, the way that she is just like so petty in such a like, one-upping way it's like playing a game of chess where the person who loses doesn't just lose their life is ruined she reminds me of a young nancy pelosi in that regard nancy is a petty ass bitch she doesn't give a fuck she will rip up donald trump's speech in front of his fucking face on national tv she doesn't give a damn claudia conway is on her way to being that type of female leader and we love it we do Here's to you, Claudia. Here's to you. Well, I'm interested to see what Kellyanne ends up doing after the White House. I doubt that she'll be able to keep her her fucking evil heart at bay. She's probably going to be up to some other fuckery that is maybe not on such a large scale, but... I just find all of this to be so interesting, especially with the RNC starting, which I'm still on the fence if I want to watch. I think part of me wants to watch the RNC just to see what we're up against, you know, just know like what their thoughts and opinions are. But then the other part of me is like, but can I stomach it? Like, am I actually going to vomit if I watch this? Yeah, your stomach is going to crawl out of your throat and projectile throw itself because of their views. The amount of people speaking at the RNC and there's like an NFL retired person who's black speaking like I want to throw up. Why? I forget what his name is. It's honestly the lies that get me. It's like, yes, we know all politicians are dishonest, but it's the way that the, the Republican Party has become this party of like blatant liars. It's crazy. At one point you had respect for people in public office. It's like, whether you agreed with their politics or not, there was an air of dignity to them that was like, okay, this is someone who is to be respected. The way these people straight up lie is insane. And the fear mongering and like the hate mongering, it's all crazy. From the very few clips that I've seen, all I have seen is people, the, people basically fear baiting the Republican supporters into thinking that immigrants are evil. And that if you vote for the Democratic Party, you're voting against God. Like what is wrong with them? I have no idea. I, I, uh, <sighs> I've stopped reasoning with these imbeciles. It's too far gone at this point. And it's, it's too like, far gone. I agree. It's too far gone. But then part of me doesn't want to be blindsided the way that I was in 2016, because I'm yeah. not even joking you. I truly did not think that there was a single way on earth that Donald Trump could have been our president. 
Yeah. Like, not even joking. There's no, I literally did not think that that was a true possibility. And so part of me is like, I would rather just watch it and at least know what we're up against. I'm getting like chills just talking about the RNC. I know. Because Complete it's chills, like, like, like the collapse of humanity. That's what it is. Like it's giving me hives having to speak about this on Selati. You're absolutely right. It does feel like the collapse of humanity. It 100% does because it kind of is. And also, how many countries are choosing our president? We never answered that question last week, but we still need to know. I know. I'm still thinking about it, too, but I don't, I'm afraid to Google it because I'm like, I don't want to go down this like QAnon rabbit hole. <laughs> like, right. And maybe they are correct. <laughs> right? Like, right. Uh, I, I also don't want to know that every single country is involved in choosing our president. They all benefit from us having Donald Trump. When I tell you, I don't know if this is like some sick game by the universe to like teach us a lesson, but every single passing day on planet Earth in the United States in 2020 is truly a shock to my system. Every day, do not think it could get worse. And I'm like, why? Yeah. We didn't even touch on the double hurricanes that are about to become a kamikaze. Girl, girl, bitch, the double hurricanes. Bitch. Looking like dueling dragons. Bitch. Well, rest in bitch. peace to dueling dragons at Islands of Adventure, but. Whew. Bitch. They're, bitch. <laughs> poor New Orleans. They already had Katrina. Please, please spare them. Please spare them. And you know what? Last week, I said that it was like the balancing brooms trick that everyone did that opened the portal to the hell. But maybe they just want their devil child back. And we should just hand them Kelly and Kelly and Conway. Give the give the devil what he wants. Give them Kelly and Conway. And hopefully he'll just walk away peacefully and go back to his fucking hell hole and leave us alone. Maybe. But they might be looking for somebody else. That's what also. Fine, we'll give me. them every. We'll give them a list. We'll give them everybody on the list that we can spare. <laughs> I can think of at least. The island. <laughs> I can think of at least ten people that like really could go. Lindsey Graham, I'm looking at you. You're a horrible person. Like I'm thinking of tons. Yeah. Uh, well. Oh. Claudia Conway, we stand you, you young queen. We love you. You are a beacon of hope for the new generation and we love it we love that about you Whew. thank you Claudia. Right. you did that yeah thank you doing the people's work honestly and it's mm-hmm. so young and so strong we love to see it we love it okay well we are going to take a quick break and then when we come back we'll talk about something you know a bit more lighthearted and fun and a topic that you and i both love and can talk about for fucking ever so i'm excited we'll be back and welcome back to Selah thompson we are finally finally discussing the real housewives of everywhere we have so much to talk about there is actually so much going on in the three franchises that are on tv right now which is new york 
or Beverly Hills and Potomac. So, Amanda, you choose. Which one do we talk about first? Gosh, it's just so hard to choose just one because this shit is really getting spicy. So, I guess we'll start with Beverly Hills because... Beverly Hills was always a favorite city of mine. I love the Beverly Hills franchise. I think it's amazing. Um, I love so many of the women that are on it and have been on it in the past. But it has been so dry the past two seasons. Last season, they talked about damn Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy, that damn dog, for 20 (laughs) episodes. And when I tell you, I could not have given less of a fuck. I could not have given less than a fuck. Like, it was insane. I did not care at all and lisa vanderpump finally (laughs) left and you know i just felt like she brought like no nothing interesting to the show anyway so i was happy to see her go but i was interested to see how it would go with this first season without her and it started off a little slow but oh man it has not disappointed if you are (gasps) not watching this season of beverly hills you need to because what in the fuck is happening right now. It is so salacious and spicy. Oh. So there were so many things that happened but before the big banger of Beverly Hills. Like, what did it start with? First of all, Garcelle Bouvet. Bouvet. Did I say that Bouvet. Bouvet. So Garcelle Bouvet, who was fancy on the Jamie Foxx show, um, is now on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which is refreshing because the first time there's been a black cast member, which is alarming. Right. Very alarming. Like making had, like, history. people. Yeah. And we she's hilarious. Love. And she's Caribbean. You know, we love a Caribbean queen. Yes. Sapase. Haiti. I didn't know she didn't know English when she came to this country. Like, that's so cool. Yeah, that was very cool and such an interesting fact. Another interesting fact about her is the fact that she used to date Will Smith. Yes, she did. She did. Interesting. Did you see when when, um, on Watch What Happens Live... Uh, Andy asked her like oh so what's what's your relationship with Will right now she literally said well I think he has more important things to worry about like we don't really talk that much I said Garcelle I am so (laughs) over her I love Garcelle's energy on this show I think she brings um a sense of real to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills that they were missing for a long time I mean let's be real Beverly Hills is known for like fake bitches like that's like their thing so garcelle being so honest and upfront about how she feels about things i find to be very refreshing my favorite thing that she was very upfront about is her disdain for kyle because i have loved kyle up until this season she was getting really fucking annoying and then garcelle was like you're annoying and she was like, I don't understand why she would say that. Crying, crying, storming out of Denise's house. I'm like, well, that's why we think you're annoying. Why did you just leave? And it's also so hard for me to accept the fact that I'm like not team Kyle this season because I have been Kyle's number one fan since the show, since she was on the show. You know what I mean? Like since the show began. So I don't know if it's Kyle changing or if it's me kind of becoming hip to the person that she's always been. But I am not loving this side of Kyle that we're seeing. I'm starting to think that it could be because Vanderpump is gone. She used to say, Vanderpump, you're like this, like this is how you are. But I'm starting to see 
that there are some parallels between the two of them. She's the new Vanderpump this season. Yes, she is because she's totally the girl who cried wolf. Like she, Mm -hmm. she plays the victim over every single situation. And it's like, but literally this is a situation that has no victim. Like who even cares? And with the biggest plot twist of the season, I feel like that was totally Kyle twisting the needle and kind of meddling behind the scenes, totally an LVP move. And similar to LVP, when confronted about it, she denies it. Right. So let's let's give them a timeline. So at the beginning of the season, there was this whole issue where uh, Denise was having a housewarming at her new house with her kids. So she, Denise invited her friends, her kids invited their friends. They were having like a pizza party. So at the adult table, they were talking Wait, about. Can I interject really quickly? Can I interject yeah. really quickly? What's it that? was a pizza party with a random ass diamond ice sculpture. What the fuck? <laughs> Which is hilarious because that's what (laughs) she did that on purpose because of Kyle, which is hilarious. It was so weird to me. I was like, what is the ice sculpture doing here? I'm confused. She goes, goes, oh, she thinks I can't be fancy. Bring in an ice sculpture. Literally while they're having a pizza (laughs) party. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Like it's a, it's a campfire type thing with an ice sculpture. I don't know. So they are talking about threesomes loud as fuck. Like, oh, I've never had a threesome. I've had a threesome. And the kids are sitting there watching. Remember, this is Charlie Sheen's kid. So she's like 15, right? What's her name? Lila something? Lola? Girl, I'm Lola, but who cares? Yeah. So they're sitting over there watching and... Denise is like, can you get those? Can we wait till the fucking kids leave? Can we wait till they get their food? They're standing right there. But the women don't care. So eventually, during that dinner, Kyle storms out of Denise's house. And Denise is like, what the fuck is going on? So the next couple weeks, they're spinning it. And she's like, I wish you would not have spoken about that stuff in front of my kids, which I kind of see and I kind of don't. And then everyone's like, when did she become this Marta? Uh, This Marta. That's the fucking bus system. And Atlanta martyr <laughs> martyr is what I meant when did she become this martyr she Girl, was the one who talked to her about- too long talking about when did she become this martyr <laughs> I can't <laughs> I can't um <laughs> no that is the bus system I'm sorry um and they were like she was the one who told us about getting her husband a happy ending And she volunteered that information, which I totally understand that part of the argument, right? So she asked her daughter, were you uncomfortable? And her daughter was like, no, it's just funny. And then she tells the women, like, you know, I don't trust you around my kids. So then Teddy and Kyle specifically make it a whole big thing, whole big thing. And everyone's like, it wasn't that big of a deal, especially Garcelle. So it comes, it kind of rolls down the hill. And I feel like Teddy and Kyle hit like a wall and they were like, you know what? We probably look bad. And that's when they brought in Brandy Glanville. Brandy Glanville claims that she had a secret affair with Denise. Recently married. And I believe Denise that. Richards and Brandy Glanville having an affair is one of the most random and yet deeply satisfying facts that i've ever learned on real housewives 
And it's, I believe it's totally true because the way she's reacting makes it real. I didn't necessarily believe Brandy, but I do believe Denise's defense and her defensive actions. Something's, something's amiss. So at first I was like, huh, this is interesting because I just feel like Kyle has this like weird thing with Denise where she like doesn't like her for whatever reason and is like pushing this issue with her. And I was like, how trustworthy are we really going to act like Brandy Glanville is? Like we know she's like a snake. But, and after Brandy told it, I was like, mm, I mean, she could be lying. Wouldn't it be the first time. I mean, she's wild and she tends to lie. But it's the way that Denise responded to it whenever everybody brought it to her attention that really made me think that they fucked. Like, I just, I don't know. The way she was crying, the way she was like, bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. I don't want to do this. Very strange. Even Garcelle was like, so did you do it? <laughs> Which is also why I love Garcelle. The way she straight up was like, so did you fuck her or what? Like, what's happening? <laughs> like, it's not it's not a big deal. She's like, I am very married. We know you're very married. Why are you reiterating that? I don't know. But also, going back to the uh, previous altercation that led to them revealing that Denise had an affair. I personally think, cause I've sliced and diced this. I kind of see where the ladies are coming from when they say that about her, they were like, she was the one that was proclaiming that she gave her husband a happy ending and stuff. That is true. And now she's like, well, it, it's a little different because kids were there, but the, I think Denise took it a little too far. And I think that's what propelled Kyle to go search for another incentive. I do think that is true. Do I think they and should talk know. about it in front of the kids? Not necessarily, but right. like, um, like uh, uh, Erica Jane said, they watch TV. They're going to find out anyway. I agree with that. That's true. But just because they watch TV and they're going to find out anyway, that's different from you delivering this information to my child at our house. So I don't think that that argument is valid. Now, I will, I did want to bring this up and this can kind of be the last thing on Beverly Hills, but did you hear that that scene where Brandy was telling Kyle and the and Teddy about this was not actually not the first time that Kyle had heard this. So apparently Kyle knew this information before they filmed that scene. And she acted like this was the first time she heard this, which I find to be very, very LVP of her. I believe that because when Sutton got on interviews and said, I've heard about this two years ago, I completely believe that 1000%. Yeah. And that's the thing that I don't appreciate about what Kyle's been doing this season. It's the manipulation. Like I could live without that side of Kyle. Like I don't need her to be manipulating us into liking her. Like, let me decide that on my own. I decide who I like on the show and I decide who I don't. Well, you know, maybe, maybe that was their game the whole time to get people on and off the show. That's true. But I also have to say that Kyle is being so. Oh, hi, Baxter. Oh. <laughs> Anywho, I also have to say 
that Kyle is being so annoying that she's almost making me like Dorit this season. I enjoy Dorit this season, actually. Right. But I wonder, is Dorit getting better or is Kyle getting worse? And that's why I'm appreciating Dorit more. I don't know. The her whole Buca de Peppo storyline, though, is humiliating and she needs to stop. <laughs> Which, but it's hilarious. It, it's hilarious. When Sutton was like, I've never heard of Buca de Peppo. <laughs> Like, no, I have no idea what that and is. And why would she? I'm pretty sure that I had my 14th birthday dinner at a Buca de Peppo, just for reference. I thought that place was fake. I've heard of it before, but I thought people were like, oh, Buca de Peppo. Bah, bah, bah. You know what I mean? I didn't. <laughs> Bippity boppity boo. Buca de Peppo. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Buca de what? Like, <laughs> That's hilarious. Unfortunately, what it is real. Is that? <laughs> okay, so so tell me, what, what else is on right now? Okay, so but New York. There's really not a ton to talk about on New York, other than the fact that Ramona is becoming insufferable. Which is my favorite type of TV. Yeah, yeah but it's getting... To, for me, it's getting to the point that it's like, I don't even want to watch you anymore. Like, there's insufferable, like, Luann, which is entertaining. And then there's Ramona, who's just, like, mean and nasty and just, like, attacks Leah for no apparent reason. And I'm like, this is not something that I like. It's not fun, messy. It's just mean. Yeah. You know what? A lot of people didn't like Leah for getting on the show and immediately getting buck wild. She's like the Gen Z, even though she's definitely not Gen Z. She's like the Gen Zer of the group. She does what she wants and she doesn't apologize for it. And I appreciate that. Totally. She's like, I love that she has a fashion line that's a real fashion line and she kind of makes fun of Sonia sometimes. Or Sonia, as Sonia, as hey, Luann Delacepts would say. <laughs> Is she still I'm over the fact that Luann Delacepts did not pay Sonia. I'm. That's so tacky. The fact yeah. that she paid her three hundred dollars for doing the tour of her cabaret. I'm like, I wouldn't even do that for three hundred dollars. Right. Um. Do you believe that? Luann told Sonia about that rehearsal that she missed. <laughs> I, no. I do not. I, I totally don't believe, believe it Sonia one bit. for that. <laughs> I always believe Sonia because Sonia doesn't really lie. She is delusional. Sometimes she thinks things that are not true, but she doesn't flat out lie about something. Right. Or how and about her- the fact that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're good. I was just going to say her facelift looks amazing. It really does. She looks fantastic. Um, how about the fact that fucking Ramona for her birthday party with her 50 closest girlfriends where she literally for this, she was like going to meet this event planner and she made Dorinda and Sonia go with her for photo ops so she can get a discount. That's that is so hilarious. tacky. It is hilarious. That is the type of TV that I need to watch. Like that is fucking hilarious to watch dorinda and sonia get mad about it was my favorite thing because you know dorinda doesn't give a fuck (laughs) but that that's the type of tv that i do like i find that to be funny i don't find her picking on leah and slut shaming her to be funny i think that's just calling out her bipolarism is not is not it either when yeah, she's like, she, oh, she, yeah, no, she's, she's crossed no. a few lines this season that I'm like, you're not giving me enough joy to justify this amount of like 
a lunacy so by like the it, I just, coaster. I, yeah. that's what we're on when she was yeah. crying at the beginning of the season i need a man to hold me love me i just i said girl what you are 60 whatever <laughs> i i couldn't i couldn't with that either i was like this level of thirst is so sad like if i ever get to that level please sign me up from Chris- for christian mingle girl i can't but there also, are men out there it, but even worse than that her 50 closest girlfriends when they came to the party had to donate money so she could get like a fucking gucci bag what you can afford to buy a gucci bag <laughs> i think it was ramona either- yeah you didn't see that no i'm gonna say ramona is one of the cheapest people on planet earth and i don't know if you heard this but oh yeah bobby burke from queer eye so i don't know if you watch that show on netflix he is the interior designer he like does the interior design but he has his own company and he was saying when he first started his business in new york one of the new york housewives came and was like basically asking him to like do their stuff for free and like wanted them to wanted him to like give them pieces for their home so that they could film. And he said, no. And he said that this housewife, he wouldn't name who it was when he wasn't there, went back and basically took all the items she wanted for her home and didn't pay for them and told the staff that Bobby had signed off on it and basically never paid him and stole from him. And I, he never said who it was, but I know without a shadow of a doubt that it was the Ramona singer. Right after her divorce. That makes sense. And even if it was before her divorce, she's a cheap ass bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I, see, I, I will say with. there have been a couple casualties this season. We've lost Tinsley mid-season, which I could care less. She was a waste of my time, space, and energy. She's giving me Eva Marcel, but in New York. Um, so who cares? <laughs> but I'm sad that we lost Dorinda. I love Dorinda. I'm devastated. First Bethany and now Dorinda. I'm like, I don't even know if I could watch the show anymore. Who am I even watching it for? Well, I have to say, I can see how she did it for her health because Dorinda has gotten progressively, like, incoherent. She has gotten progressively angry throughout the years. And I think the show is a major catalyst for all of that. When she drinks, she turns into someone else. Like, her face gets red. She starts sweating like her ex-boyfriend. I don't know what's going on. It's it's not pleasant. Yeah. I agree. The drinking is a little, it's a little out of hand. It's a little out of hand. Leah drinks a lot and Leah has been completely honest about her story, but at least she takes accountability for it. It's kind of scary how Dorinda doesn't. Yeah. I mean, her friends come to her concerned or like, I, we think you have a drinking problem and it's like, so it's the, denial like incomplete denial the way she gets mad at them like i would like to think if my friends came to me concerned about something as serious as that that i would take it seriously and at least consider it um but i hope i mean i don't know i hope she'll maybe it's the stress of filming that gets her there and hopefully without that she'll be fine but she will be sorely missed by me i love dorinda she's hilarious and i just man the way she knows how to keep a bitch in check is just like one of my favorite things ever i mean i think at a certain point they're gonna have to let ramona and the countess go just like they did with vicky gonzolson and tamra judge 
Yeah, except for they I need Luann to. to say because she's hilarious. Luann needs her own spinoff called Feeling Joe Money Can't Buy You Class. <laughs> yeah, something <laughs> like that. Exactly. Honestly, um, that Giovanni shit is hilarious. I even Dorinda makes fun of her to this day. She's like, she comes in riding on a Giovanni horse, which is hilarious. Like it's true. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Literally though. Okay. So, um, I know you're like pretty, you're pretty up to speed with what's going on with Potomac. So I didn't really watch last season super religiously. So I'm like, yo, I, I'm watching this season, but I do still feel kind of behind. I would say that Real Housewives of Potomac is one of the most eventful Real Housewife franchises of all time. There are things going on in, we talked about it on the show before, in that franchise that are not okay. First of all, Ashley Darby's husband is, I don't know what is going on with him, that Australian old guy. He is not faithful to his wife, no matter how we slice and dice it. Ashley Darby is 30 years younger than him, and she just had a baby. There are allegations that when she went on like a girl's trip, which that's next week's episode, that she that he was at the strip club around a bunch of strippers. And of course, Candace Dillard is the one carrying that news. Also, Candace Dillard, who I think she was a former Miss USA. Right, Amanda? Um, I don't know if she was ever that high ranking, but I know she was. She did do pageants. No, I think I think she was Miss USA. I'll check on that, but continue. Please, 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 please look it up for me. Well, Candace Dillard is also being a punk this season, which I hate because I loved Candace. Candace, um, apparently when Ashley Darby was in labor, she called her a bed wench. Um, a whole bunch of terrible slurs. Like, just a mess. Um, She went after Giselle. Giselle is now back with her pastor ex-husband who cheated on her. And her girls are looking at her sideways, which is actually one of my favorite things. Because they're, like, in high school. And they're like, Mom, what are you doing? Why are you back with Dad? By the way, she retweeted me (laughs) when I was live tweeting the episode. Just saying. Um, But Giselle's another one that I'm like, girl, what is you doing? Giselle getting back with her husband is so confusing to me. I think what really happened was what's her name? Monique, Monique Samuels really messed up her dating life. I think that's what, that's what I'm getting to. Cause Monique Samuels is her trainer. Apparently her trainer sleeps with everybody. He trains. Uh, there is this nasty rumor going around from Sharice who used to be on the show that she was having a full on affair with her trainer. Now this is very interesting because a couple seasons ago she brought, it was Sherman who, uh, Giselle was dating. She brought his ex-wife on the show to talk about how he was cheating on the ex-wife with Giselle or implying something of that nature. So it's just interesting to see how karma came back and slapped that bitch in the face. I don't even really like Monique, but I think I'm about to this season because Candace is getting really annoying and they have an altercation, which I don't condone, but for it to go to blows like that, it must've been real. See, my thing with Monique that I don't like is the fact that she's a female misogynist. Like she is not 
she is literally for the oppression of women. And I just, I just can't, I can't look past that. Um, so unless she denounces, um, all of the sexist things she said in her former life, I don't think I could ever fuck with her, but I do see that she is getting a little bit spicy this season and I'm here for it just because I like the mess, but she'll never really have my respect, you know? Yeah, I feel that. First of all, her company name is Not For Lazy Moms. And I'm sure she's feeling that because her husband was, she was trying to bring up a conversation to her husband and her husband was like, I don't understand what the problem is because you have all the money you need. Yeah, girl, Not For Lazy Moms. Right. (laughs) That's what that means. Um, I think she's getting to a point because now she has so many kids. I think originally they wanted six and she has three and she's at her wit's end. I think she's opening her eyes a little more to the reality of being a mom and raising these little black kids. So we'll Well, see. She's also a grown ass woman. So why the fuck didn't you know this shit beforehand? And I think women should have the choice to be and do whatever they want in life. So I don't appreciate the way that she shames other women for the paths they choose. I think it's just unnecessary. The thing with Monique is she doesn't, she doesn't think that things are real unless they happen in her sphere. I'm not saying that's right. I'm just noticing that with her as she goes through the show. I realize that once things become sensitive to her, she becomes, uh, she gets to the right side of history. If that makes sense. So now that she, in fact, I'm sure Giselle is going to get her for this later on in the show. But now that she has cheating allegations against her for her husband, I'm pretty sure Giselle and her might join forces and she's going to be super sorry about what she did. Because I truly believe that that's why she got back with her ex-husband, because there's nobody else to date. They don't want to date Giselle anymore. Because of a rumor like that. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Um, I'm sad that my beloved Real Housewives of Atlanta is not presently on TV, but I mean, I guess the ladies do need a break every now and then. But <laughs> the franchises that are currently on, I'm happy with. They've been giving me tea. They've been giving me drama. They've been doing a lot more for me than they have in the past, and I'll accept it. They're still all second tier to Real Housewives of Atlanta, but second place to the best is really not the worst place to be big facts i also i just want to give a shout out to the grand dom she is so utterly utterly ridiculous on a scale of countess luann to the grand dom karen it's just insane rihanna even tweeted her support for karen the grand dom of potomac which is insane She is so utterly ridiculous. Did you see when she had her housewarming party that she claimed was for her and her husband had her initials, not the family's initials, her initials all over the hors d'oeuvres and stuff, and then came out in an all pink suit doing some whatever dance that was. And her wigs are terrible, but I'm also here for that, too. (laughs) And that's all I have to say about Potomac. See, I find your take on the Grand Dom to be so interesting because I do not like her one bit. I don't find her to be funny or clever, and I just hate her wigs as well. 
that's also the reason I like her though. Cause she thinks that she's truly getting one over on us. And that's the TV I want to watch. That's true. But I don't like when people think I'm an idiot. And I feel like the way her wigs are set up, there's literally no way on earth that anybody (laughs) can think that that looks good. So the way that she is parading this horrible ass wig on TV for me to just act like it's normal is upsetting to me and honestly offensive. (laughs) Um, I'm glad that Shane missed this episode because, you know, we can't talk about these things with him on the show because he doesn't watch housewives which should be grounds for termination but for some reason he slipped through our claws yet again honestly we should talk about it on the show even when he's here because remember when i sat out of game of thrones that's it true is completely okay he can either get hip and start watching or he can sit out yeah okay well i think that's the episode this week i think so too um, it has been quite a joy. I cannot believe that after this episode, we have only three episodes left of season two. How spooky. Spooky is true. Just in time. Almost be Halloween. <laughs> Just in time for halloween yes. Um, So, you know, we, we try to remind you guys of this every now and then. Uh, but here's another reminder for you. If you are loving our show, we would love it if you shared with a loved one, say la tea. Do you have a friend who likes to laugh, who you know has a great sense of humor, that coworker that you get along with and couldn't survive your shift without? Give them the gift of say la tea. They need it. They want it. They cannot live without it. And also do us a favor. If you haven't already, like comment subscribe on to our podcast and help us grow our audience so that we can get this piping hot tea to more people across the globe what she said oh and this also still stands if you ever have something you want us to discuss on an episode shoot us an email at saylateapod at gmail.com um so now that we got all of that out of the way sherry do you want to count us out I think I have to because he's not here. All right. right. Let's try it. Ready? Three. Yeah. Two. One. We out. Sherry. <laughs> what? Why did you wait that long? You know what? I, I think it's the remote recording because I kind of like wait for you. And then it sounds fine to me when I monitor it.